Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectway and as ever I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this weekend's best betting action in Scotland. How's it going Greg? Yeah I'm doing good thank you. Very excited for an action packed weekend across all four leagues this week. Yeah, some really interesting games to look forward to with the Scottish Cup last week. Uh, not too many shocks, I suppose. Morton beating Motherwell on the Friday night was about the biggest surprise. Yeah, and I guess it wasn't really that much of a surprise given how well Morton are doing. But I think for Motherwell, that was a pretty disappointing defeat for them. Uh, and I'm actually expecting them to win, especially given the fact that Motherwell have been in pretty good form recently as, as well. But all aboard the um, Morton juggernaut. 13 Absolutely. games unbeaten. Absolutely, we'll get on to them pretty soon. Um, and there's been a few managerial changes since we, we last recorded the podcast. Greg Derek Adams is gone at Ross County. There won't be too many mourning his disappearance from Scottish football at the moment, I don't think. Oh, it was just a disaster, wasn't it? Uh, fair, fair play for him stepping down or, or, or being sacked, whatever one it was. Uh, Don Curry now in charge there. So it'll be interesting to see how he does in terms of essentially keeping them in the league. Yeah, that's got to be his target. Uh, and obviously at Aberdeen, we have the arrival of, is it 75 year old Neil Warnock? 74. As if he needs me adding an extra, uh, an extra year on his age. Well, uh, it's certainly uh, going to be exciting and entertaining with him in charge. Uh, we'll speak about the Aberdeen Motherwell match played last night shortly. But yeah, it's obviously a bit of a surprise appointment for Aberdeen. Uh, I'm just hoping this isn't just a a muck about for Neil Warnock in terms of having a bit of fun because Aberdeen mm. fans won't allow that and obviously the first 27 minutes of last night um, <laughs> they certainly weren't happy yeah it would have been a touchy place at Pataudry last night uh, when they were three Dick Campbell as well Dick Campbell's got a new gig yeah he's five yeah I think since we had last of the podcast no podcast last week due to the Scottish Cup um, so yeah Dick Campbell now in charge at East Fife as well yeah so plenty of Movement, I suppose, in the, the managerial front, um, probably still uh, still a few uh, people yet to lose their job before the end of the season, I would imagine, Greg, uh, just the way it goes, unfortunately. Um, okay, we've got a full card ahead of us this weekend. Um, we're going to have a wee start in the Championship, Greg, because Friday night we've got a massive game between Wraith Rovers and the United. Uh, I see it as a massive game. Um, Wraith Rovers have literally just come off the rails, haven't they, recently? Um, otherwise, it would have been really exciting to see how this one might have panned out. Uh, there are five defeats in a row for Wraith, just one win in eight since they actually went to Tanadice and won. And I think back then, back then we thought we had a real kind of title race. Uh, well, I, I didn't. I still expected United to come back. Uh, I think Wraith Rovers maybe just getting a bit too ahead of themselves back in December. And I know they had every right to. They were five points clear. After that victory at Tannadice, but yeah, five straight defeats in all competitions, three defeats in the league. More worryingly for them, two defeats at home, and they find themselves well, essentially five points behind. Given United have got a twenty-three or a twenty-five um, swing and goal difference, so five points behind United. This, this for me is the night in which the title could be won in the Championship. If United win here tomorrow night. You've then got an eight-point gap, and for me, the league is one in February. 
yeah, I mean, a big chance for Dundee United to, to stretch that gap at the top of the table. Um, and to be fair to you, you called it early this week, didn't you? You already nailed your colours to the mast. Well, yeah, I just think given the what's at stake in this match, United are in decent enough form. I think United's away form is just incredible, really. Uh, when you look at their away form, nine wins, two draws, no defeats, and just three goals conceded. And the fact we're getting backable prices for United to win this match as well was a, a Brucey bonus. Plus, adding to the mix that Wraith have just been dire recently, shipping far too many goals at home. They really have to go for this. Wraith can't afford to lose. I don't think a draw is good enough either, to be fair. They won't want to lose, that's for sure. But I just think, given where United are on the roads, the, the, the away form, as I said, is just so good. And they're going to be backed by, what, nearly 4,000 away fans. Mm-hmm. It's looking likely to be a sellout at Starks Park on Friday night. Um, probably just a little bit more United fans than Wraith fans at, at that game. Hmm. And I think Goodwin's come out to say today that he's absolutely going to go for this game in terms of attacking options. They want to get this game won and, ra- and the league wrapped up. And if they do win this, the league is more than wrapped up, which is great news for us in terms of our amp post, Falkirk and United double that pays just over 6-1. to one. Yeah, that's looking pretty good at this stage of the season. Uh, so yeah, you had tipped up to the United at ten to eleven earlier in the week. They are now eight to eleven. Um, still back a lot of that price. Yeah, maybe an Anaka, not not as a single. I think we got ten to eleven for them to win the match. But when you look at the number of goals scored at Starts Park, there's been twenty seven goals scored in the last five games. Unfortunately for Wraith, 14 of those have been against, mm. uh, only 13 for. So they are scoring goals, Wraith overs, but they're conceding far too many goals at home. Yeah. You can't go up as champions if you're losing two goals at home every week yeah. or every time they're playing at home. And that's what's happened, not just recently, but throughout the season, they've been shipping goals at home. But luckily for them at that point, they were scoring more goals than they were conceding. Yeah. But yeah, I think two, two bets from me here. United to win at 10 to 11 and over 2.5 match goals, I think also looks attractive at a shade below even money. Yeah, and well done to those members who've already got those uh, bigger prices locked in. Uh, okay, that's the Championship Friday night. Let's have a look at the Premiership on Saturday. Uh, Aberdeen v Hibs is first on the list. Six goals shared at Petrodri last night, Greg, but that doesn't even tell half the story, I don't think. No, obviously I tipped Aberdeen to win last night on on the basis of that one, they're at home, they're a really good price. Motherwell aren't in great shape after losing to, to Morton. And when you looked at the Aberdeen team lineup before kickoff, Aberdeen fans were in uproar. They essentially started with a, a three-man defence, three centre-halves, and only one of those was, a, was an actual centre-half. Mm. So it's no surprise to see the um, Canadian Pele, Theo Bear, <laughs> running riot in the first 27 minutes. 3 nil up after 27 minutes is just unacceptable. Uh, Aberdeen managed to bring it back to 3 all after 50 minutes. A dubious VAR shout stopped from going 4-3 up. And I also think Motherwell also had a, a VAR goal disallowed for a fill in the box. By, by Butcher. So 3-3 last night. Uh, Warnock did change it fairly quickly. He, he had to, um, given they were 3-0 down. So I think Hibs will fancy their chances here, if, if that's the way Aberdeen are going to go under Warnock. And when he's at the wheel, who knows what's going to happen. Aberdeen are 11-10. to 10. Now, that's not that's not far off the price they were last night to beat Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hibs 5-2 to two in this game. If I was to back a team to win this, I'd probably back Hibs, to be fair. I don't think he's going to make the same mistake again here of um, 
playing a back three and certainly not having two of those back three as actual defenders. So it should be a really interesting game on, on Saturday. Hibs have turned the corner a little bit. Have they? they, they had a, a little bit, have they? I said. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, a, a good performance against Celtic, which they needed um, last week. And they've got up to Inverness. And they've won there at 11 to 10, 3 winners, 3 1 winners, sorry, in the end. So for, for them, that is a that is a, an upturn in fortunes for them. So they can go to Aberdeen um, in decent spirits. And at 5 to 2, it's definitely not the worst of prices. I just think for this game, for me, over 2.5 goals. I tipped it on Monday, um, this one. I just think we'll see both sides score. Obviously, Aberdeen have got a goal machine themselves, Mioski. So. Yeah, 19 to 20, over 2.5 goals for me in this game. Yeah, and Duke came on last night and scored as well. I think they've kind of missed the firepower that he provided last season, haven't they? Yeah, he's not been as prolific this yeah. season, but coming on, scoring two goals last night, and it takes the burden off a little bit of Mioski um, as well. So there's goals in this match for me. As I said before, Hibs are improved. I, I do think both sides will score here. And depending on what tactics uh, Warnick creates on, on Saturday, I think it should be an open match. And bo- to yeah. be fair, both sides have to win this. It's getting to the stage now where one of these two sides is going to miss out the top six. Yeah, yeah. They're you've not, the not going to make it, are they? No, you've got Hearts who are miles ahead in third, Kilmarnock having a great season, St Mirren having a great season. There's essentially one place left to the top six. Uh, and with, what, eight games to go, before the split, they really need to start picking up a run of victories, these two sides. Yeah. So I'm not saying whoever loses this is out of top six running, because Dundee's only three points ahead, mm-hmm. but they need to start pulling together a run of results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so over two and a half goals in this one, 19 to 20, Greg? Yeah, 19 to 20, yeah. Okay. Uh, Celtic Park, Kilmarnock are the visitors. Rangers drew level with Celtic on points last night. Um, Celtic ahead virtue of... Uh, I think they scored four more goals than Rangers, so just uh, slightly ahead of Rangers on the table at the moment. Big opportunity for them, I guess, Greg, to put down a marker, having played 24 hours before Rangers this weekend, um, and a chance to to put three points on the board. Um, all the talk of <laughs> potential crisis at Celtic, but it is eight, eight wins and a draw from their last nine. <laughs> Oh, that just, just goes to show you the, the standards and expectations we have of Celtic, um, especially over the last what decade or so. Celtic fans probably don't know how good they've got it. But that said, they, they are in decent form, Celtic, but performance-wise, you have to say it's been very unconvincing. Yeah. A 1-0 win against Ross County, which was um, finished off with booze at full-time. A 1-0 draw at Aberdeen. A 2-1 win at Hibs. Courtesy of two penalties and a last-minute goal. So, getting a little bit of luck as well, you have to say. But at home, 1-5 to five against Kilmarnock, you would fancy Celtic to pull three points out of here. But this is a really tough game. and I'm really keen to see how Kilmarnock do away at Celtic Park. They've had a good season, Kilmarnock, sitting nice in the fourth. Next round in the Scottish Cup as well, quarter-final away to Aberdeen. So, as we always say in the podcast, it's a bit of a free hit for them, but... They'll be conscious of the fact that Celtic haven't been performing well, but that maybe is to their own detriment. Celtic might could easily win this year 4 0 if they turn up. Uh, no better for me in this match, but corners again, Celtic first half corners. We've done really well in corners this season in the Premiership. Celtic are 8 to 13 to get four first half corners, which I would say is banker material. And again, that makes part of any double. And they're 5 to 4 to hit uh, 5 first half corners. Yeah, so I had the 5 plus corners on my notes. They're averaging 5.67 uh, 
uh, first half corners at home. So yeah, even if they just maintain that average, then that five to four should land. Um, yeah, I think when Celtic are one to five at home, probably the corners bets the only real angle that you can go for. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Celtic too short at one to five, and they're unconvincing at the moment. So who knows how many goals will be in this match? But I think I think corners <coughs> is probably the best approach. Yeah. Okay. Dundee v Ross County is our next one. Dundee beat St Johnson last weekend. Greg, you had tipped Dundee to win, and uh, it's kind of hard to find some reliability among some of these teams that are kind of middle of the table. <laughs> but you were fairly sure Dundee would, would win that one, uh, and they're three to four to win this weekend against the managerless Ross County. Yeah, as we said before, I think as I said on, on the channel, Dundee have played, I think, six of the last eight games away from home. So to be back at Dens was was good for them. And at that point, I think there were only two wins out of 12, Dundee. So really to start picking up some wins. And they, they did that last weekend. Don't get me wrong, I think they were aided a little bit by VAR for the penalty shout, which is never a penalty in a million years. But you have to credit Dundee, they... they they played well. They're probably the better team. I don't think Craig Levine's second half substitutions helped, but a huge three points. Thirteen corners also for Dundee last weekend, and we we tipped that on the channel as well. They were incredibly four to five to hit three first half corners last week, mm-hmm. which is massive, absolutely massive for a side hitting some good numbers. And as I said in the channel last week, St Johnston have lost thirteen of their last fourteen corner match bets. Uh, that's simply because we don't have any width. We've got no mm. wingers with pace, no width, so we don't tend to get many corners. And Dundee fully exploited that. They, they hit 13 in the end, Dundee. And I think this weekend, Ross County 16-5. to Dundee were a little bit bigger than 3-4. But you, you have to fancy Dundee to win this. Ross County now, a decent show last night. However, Rangers could have scored five or six goals last night in that in that bit. So he missed a lot of chances, a lot of good goalkeeping as well. Yeah. But Ross County now eleven games on the road without a win in the Premiership. And I think Dundee are, are rightly favourites for this. And no surprise I'm back in Dundee Corners again. They are four to six to get three corners in, in the first half on Saturday. Again, I think that's banking material. And they're six to four to get just four first half corners. So again, I'll be on the corners markets for this Dundee game. Yeah, I mean, you've got to take your hat off to Dundee, Greg. I know that's a hard thing for you to do, but the, you know, sitting top six at this stage of the season is pretty decent. No, it is. I, I, I've been quite vocal with the fact that Dundee have received a lot of plaudits, but Motherwell are only a few points behind them. And we know how bad Motherwell have been this season. I, th- I think at one point last night, Motherwell were actually in, in the top six when they were winning 3 yeah. 0. Uh, that's just how crazy that kind of middle section of the yeah. league is. Five or six teams all kind of aiming for that last top six place. But as I said, they they have had a good season, Dundee. And we need to remember as well, they are a newly promoted side. So not taking anything away from Dundee. I think they have been aided by the fact that Aberdeen and Hibs have been absolutely woeful. But they won't care. And they'll be looking to get another three points and really cement that top six place. Yeah. Okay, so over three and a half first corner first half corners there at sixty-four is the bet this weekend. Uh let's look at Hearts. Just we... one last thing, sorry, just one last oh, thing yeah. on this match. Ross County are pretty good for a corner as well. They played Jordan White and Simon Murray up front, two big lads, lots of balls into the box. They hit three at Ibrox last night, which is quite remarkable given they were literally under the course for most of the game. That was even money, but they, they do to tend fair, to get a lot of corners in the roads. I was going to say they also had high corner counts in both their games at Celtic Park as well, didn't they? Yeah, they hit, I think, eight and 
seven, I think, yeah, in their two yeah. trips to Celtic Park. So I, I do expect Ross County to get some corners too. The corners line set a little bit high though. It's over 11.5. Mm-hmm. So I'm reluctant to take match corners of that high line. But yeah, I think Dundee over 3.5 at 64 is a, a really good shout. Yeah, yeah. OK, let's have a look at that Hearts v Motherwell game. Uh, Hearts are absolutely flying. Greg's now seven wins in a row. I think one nine and drawing one uh, of the last ten. Lauren Shankland on fire, 22 goals for the season now. Um, and I actually think four to six on Hearts to win at the weekend isn't the worst price at all the weekend. No, I have to agree. I think keep it simple here. If you're putting an ACA on, I think Hearts have got to be one of the first sides you put into that ACA. As you say, seven consecutive wins, ten wins in a draw from the, the last 11. And I think we're all due Stephen Smith with an apology. All of us. Every single person in Scottish football should send him a letter and apologise. <laughs> what, what a season Hearts are having. He's done a brilliant job. He was under a lot of pressure the first two or three months of the season. But they're now sitting third by 12 points. We've got a Scottish Cup match at. Is it. Green at Morton they're playing? Who have the um, Hearts got in the next round of the Cup? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. So they've got that to look forward to as as well. They're going to they're finish third. And they'll be keen to keep this amazing run going as well. Make it eight points in a. Uh, eight wins in a row. Obviously, Lauren Shankland's been a huge part of that. 24 goals this season for Lauren Shankland. He's probably going to eclipse 30-plus goals, isn't he, come by the end of the season. And Motherwell, they'll be reeling last night. Being thin, I don't think any side should be up three them away from home and be satisfied with a point after <laughs> half an hour. I'm sure, I'm sure I saw someone quote a stat that Neil Warnock was only two years old the last time Aberdeen came back from three goals down. <laughs> I think I saw that as well, yeah. <laughs> So, so the good thing for Motherwell, they're scoring goals and um, Theo Bear, he, he just suits Motherwell, I think. Lots of chat from St. Johnson fans going, oh my God, I can't believe we let him go. But I think when we let him go, he was one goal in 36. Yeah. Some players no just work No regrets. No, he's, I'm pleased for him. He's having a great season for Motherwell. Ten goals for the season, I think now. Eight in his last nine. Yeah. So he will be a threat. He'll be full of confidence. But Tynecastle's a sellout. Hearts are winning games, Shankland's scoring goals, and as you say, four to six for the home win is not to be sniffed at. And it won't be four to six come come Saturday. No. Snap that up. Uh, okay, Livingston v St. Mirren, Levy look doomed, Greg. Uh, eleven points off St. Johnston in tenth, so a lot of ground to make up and they just don't look just don't look capable, do they? St. Mirren are the visitors to the Tony Macaroni on Saturday and things seem to have picked up a wee bit for the, the buddies. Uh they got beat by Celtic last weekend, but in recent weeks they've had wins over Aberdeen, Dundee, Hibs, um, and look as if they're going to get things back on track. Yeah, they do, and I think they can thank me for that, for highlighting their lack of goals, and since that tweet, they scored three at Hibs, they've beaten Dundee, and they performed pretty well against Celtic last week. I didn't see the game, but by all accounts, um, I'm not saying they're lucky to lose, but I don't think it was a 2-0, as clean cut as the scoreline might suggest. But St Mirren's away form is still a worry for me. Livingston, without a win now in 17 league games. And that is why they are probably 99% going down at this moment in time. They're six points behind Ross County. Ross County have a game in hand and Ross County have a better goal difference. So they're seven points behind as it currently stands. And if Ross County get another win to take it to 10 points, then... 
probably the first side in a long time that's gone down this early yeah. in yeah. the season. Yeah. But St Mirren, though, sitting nice in the top six, I think another win for them, and that will be them pretty much guaranteed top six football. A lot of results went their way recently, and they've obviously picked up as well, which is great for them. Not a match to be getting on for me. Um, two to one for Livingston, just five to four for St Mirren. Livingston also got a, a Scottish Cup quarter final to look forward to. Maybe they're going to sack the league and just focus on winning the Scottish Cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liv- Livy have been getting corners though at home. They're four to nine to get four corners. It's a must-win match for Livy. Every match for them now is must-win in terms of trying to stay up. So that's not the worst of shouts. Again, another short price you can add into an ACA, but. Yeah, I think it's a match best left alone. Yeah, and I guess the thing that kind of worries me a wee bit is that I can't see Livingston going the rest of the season without winning a game. You know, I know they're bad, but they've still got a win in them. You know, <laughs> you know, David Martindale can still pull out the odd result here and there. Um, when you look at Libby's results, other than the Dundee game a few weeks ago, they don't tend to lose by many goals. It's not like they're getting battered 4 or 5 now every week. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of very, very tight games. The problem is they've not been scoring goals. Uh, this meeting itself, four of the last five meetings have ended one all at Livingston. Mm-hmm. And there's only been two games in the last 14 that I've seen over 2.5 match goals. So not expecting many goals in this game. Yeah, I was going to say, there's your bet right there. Um, okay, let's have a wee look at Sunday's game, which is Rangers' visit to St. Johnson. All the momentum is with Home Rangers at the moment. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. Is there anything? Can Craig Levine pull out a masterclass that's going to stop the, the Rangers' momentum? I don't think so. Um, Rangers now closed the gap, done really, really well under the new manager. We just... Our home form's been okay. We've not been that bad at home under Levine. And to be fair to Levine, he has come in and he's got us winning matches. I, I wouldn't say the football's been great. I don't think his substitutions have been great in a lot of games as well. And there's, I would say there's quite a large percentage of fans now who happy for him to be in charge until the summertime, but really don't want him in charge for next season. Wow. Um, which is quite damning given the fact they were, were bottom when he came in. Yeah, yeah. But, but but in terms of this match itself, we've hit 11, we've hit two or more cards now in 11 of our 12 home games. And we're not going to have much of the ball here, uh, fully expecting us to rack up a couple of cards. And in terms of the corner count as well, I've highlighted our corner performances. We, we lose every match on the corner count. There's no dispute here. Obviously, Rangers will hammer us here on, on corners. We've only hit 13 corners in our, in our last seven games. So less than two a game, mm-hmm. to be fair. So there's a number of angles in this match that I'll share on the channel um, closer to the weekend. Yeah, just looking at those corner handicaps, Greg, minus five. Rangers is a 65, uh, minus four and a half on the Asian handicap is, is 1.9, so nine to ten. So is that kind of somewhere in your thinking? Probably is. I'm not a massive fan of handicaps of any sort <laughs> but it's hard to disagree when you look how how little corners we get and that's just down to the fact we just don't have any width so I, I would expect Rangers to win this by at least five or six corners but yeah. as you know I'm a big fan of first half corners and for me that's where the real value is yeah okay that's the Premiership covered let's have a look at the rest of the Championship we've already touched on match of the weekend which is at Wraith Rovers feed and United but arguably the two forum teams the champ- well not arguably the two forum teams in Championship at the moment are Queen's Park and, and Morton Greg they, they meet uh, in the south side of Glasgow on Saturday Queen's Park 13-8 to to win Morton 13-10 to to win any thoughts on this one? Should be a cracking match two really informed sides I think Morton can obviously be 
ecstatic with how their season's going. Uh, a Scottish Cup to look forward to. They're sitting four points clear in in fourth. And at the moment, you'd have to say, look good money for that last top six spot, given the fact Thistle are nine points ahead of fifth place Airdrie. So lots to play for for these two sides. It was um, honestly a huge, huge, gargantuan win for Queen's Park last week. Not just because we backed them at 21 to 10 and 13 to 8 to win and score two. They're now way ahead of our growth and they've overtaken three sides with that victory. They're now above air, Inverness and Dunfermline. So I think this game is far too tough to call. Although I think we could see goals in this match, but I would not like to call a winner. Yeah, Callum Davidson's done well since he's been in there, hasn't he? Turned things around and he's really lifted them out of that kind of relegation zone. Yeah, he has. Stevens at a four. For, for him um, since he's joined Queen's Park and obviously a double cup winning manager too <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll sniff at a penny I've had, no, a penny. I've had a penny for every time you mentioned that on a podcast I'd be rich <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the other games in the championship as well this weekend we've got Airdrie v Air United uh, obviously Air under Scott Brown they've won at Queen's Park uh, they were I guess unlucky, I suppose, in the narrow defeat in the day United and then gave a good account of themselves at Ibrox. So um, they would be too, um, you know, they'll be have reasonable confidence in travelling to Airdrie at the weekend. Uh, Airdrie themselves, heavy defeat to Hearts in the Cup last weekend. No real shame in that, I suppose. But they're in the Challenge Cup final as well, Greg, and unbeaten in five in the league. Yeah, lots of plaudits for Airdrie this season. Having a really good season so far. Air picking up under under Scott Brown. I, I spoke to Stuart Wilson from the Ayrshire Post, our podcast friend, um, at the start of the week when the prices came out, and we, we both agreed that Ayr were far too big at 13-5 for this match. There's a real buzz about the club now, and although Airdrie are having a good season, I, I think they're a bit short at even money, if I'm being honest. It's a must-win match for both if they want to get into this uh, fourth-place playoff spot. So 13-5... Uh, is, a, is a big price for year. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a, a bet shared on the channel from this match as well. Okay. Um, we've also got the Battle of the Thistles up in Inverness. And uh, I th- if you're Patrick Thistle, you've got to be in second place already, Greg. Um, they'll obviously be keeping a keen eye on the game at, uh, between Wraith Rovers and the D United on Friday night. If Wraith Rovers don't win that, then Patrick Thistle will have a chance to move within four points of Wraith with a win. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. It looked like it was a two-horse race in terms of the title, but it's now a potential two-horse race to finish second. It's a, a, a tough game, this one, to call as well. Uh, I know you were used the word intriguing. Uh, I find it really difficult in the championship this weekend. Both sides round about the 6-4 to four mark. And Thistle obviously reeling from last weekend's collapse. Something that Thistle tend to do a lot now when they're 2-0 up. It's his collapse from a winning position. Uh, that's a real sore one last weekend to lose a, a goal in the last kick of extra time against Livingston. Um, Inverness, I've, I guess Duncan Ferguson steadied the ship up there, hasn't he? But I wouldn't say they're in great form coming into this match. If you had to pick a winner, you'd probably opt for, um, for Patrick Thistle. But it's a, it's a really tough game to call. Yeah, and likewise, the Dunfermline via both one. You couldn't be back in either side to win that one. Yeah, absolutely. Point. Could not be back in Dunfermline. Not a chance. Not, um, not at 3-5. Yeah. Not at 3-5. Definitely not. Even though our both are pretty much doomed, um, that's a match best left alone as well. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look into League One. Uh, match the gate. The, the day there is uh, Falkirk v uh, Hamilton. Falkirk have got a healthy eight-point lead and a game in hand 
Uh, I think you're probably confident enough already that Falkirk are going to win the league, uh, but a win here on Saturday pretty much would clinch it. Yeah, it really would. I think the season, these two were going toe-to-toe, weren't they? Yeah. For the majority of the season, but Hamilton's results have dropped right off. And you couple that with Falkirk's relentless unbeaten run, 22 league games unbeaten, means there's now an eight-point eight gap. And Falkirk also have a game in hand. So a bit like the United Ray Throvers situation, this could be the, the weekend in which the League One is won by, by Falkirk. And if they win this match here, even a draw would be fine for Falkirk with an eight-point gap and a game in hand. Yeah. So our Ampo's double is looking really good. Hamilton have to win this match. There's, I would say there's goals on both sides here. I think Cal Morrison and Norris McIver, 21 goals between them. And Ewan Henderson and Kevin O'Hara have got 18 between them as well. So should see goals in this match. And I think it's a match that Hamilton have to have to have a go at. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I thought Aloha were maybe a wee bit overpriced at 29 to 20 at home to Cove Rangers. Greg, they've won three in a row. They're up into third, whereas Cove kind of lost their way a wee bit. They're winless in six. Well, it's funny you say that. I think Aloha have completely gone under the radar mm. over the last couple of months. They overtook Cove during the week with a last-minute winner at home to Annan. And Aloha are in really good form, whereas, as you say, Cove, you have to say, are stuttering at the moment. Um, it's just one defeat in nine now for, for Aloha. They've got Bobby Wales on loan from Kilmarnock as well, um, the young striker. He's had a, a good season for them too. And this leaky Cove defence, no clean sheet in ten now. So you have to fancy Aloha scoring here. But Cove do have goals. Mitch Mengerson's back among the goals. I think he's got four, four in his last five. And obviously it'd be rude not to mention Rumor and Burrell, who's got 21 goals this season yeah. for, for Cove. So I think you're right. Aloha do look overpriced. But again, I would probably be leaning towards goals in this match. At, I think it's just 4-6 uh, for over 2.5. Speaking of goals, Edinburgh City scored two against Kim. Oh, Kim sickening. Absolutely sickening. <laughs> um, but even money to get on the score sheet this weekend at home against Queen of the South. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I looked at that price for Edinburgh City Monday. They were nine to four to score. Nine to four. Yeah, I, I kind of just forgot all about it, and they went one nil up. I was like, bugger. <laughs> I think if you back them to score every week, you you'll definitely be in profit between now and the end of the season because they are scoring most weeks. You're getting a pretty good price as well. I'm not sure what price it would have been to score two um, midweek, but. Even money to score at home to Queen of the South, absolutely. Although they've lost a lot of players and they've got a lot of financial issues, the the players that they have brought in are, are, are decent, mm-hmm. and they are they are competitive still. Although they're losing games every week and they're going to go down, they are still putting a show on. Yeah, indeed. I just thought that was a, a, a reasonable price, even money just for, for any team to score. I suppose. Um, anything else in League One? No, nothing else for me. No. OK, into League 2, Stenhouse Muir, 16 points clear. They could only manage a draw last weekend. He's Fife, Greg, and I suppose the concern that we've highlighted uh, is whether they'll take their foot off the gas. They are away to Elgin City this weekend, and they're just 3-5 to five to win. Yeah, we're not having that, are we? Despite their 16-point clear at the top and the fact that they're by far the league's best side, unconvinced about a 3-5 to five shot away to an Elgin side who are completely transformed. They were really in a toe-to-toe battle with with Clyde, weren't they, to, to go down mm. into the Lowland League. Yeah. But they are essentially five wins from eight now, and they are well clear of any sort of relegation uh, scares. So, well done to Elgin. But, yes, any three to five, a bit short for me. 
Yeah, I mean, at the bottom end of the table, Clyde's really bad result for them Good. last week. They really had to the win. Lads. They spoiled what was otherwise a fantastic weekend last weekend. We had they were the only side that really let us down um, out of our six bets, I think, and they lost two 0 away to Stranraer to all but seal their doom, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking a long way back for them now, isn't it? Uh, they play they played in Barton this weekend. Uh, the Barton even money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't back Dumbarton away for a moment at the moment. No, don't think they're in great shape either, but. I certainly couldn't be on Clyde. Clyde, that, that was Clyde's last chance last weekend, and we said that on the channel that last yeah. chance win for them, and they they fooled miserably. Yeah. Um, anything else in League Two catching your eye? Yeah, yes. Yeah, Stranraer at home to Spartans. Spartans are just now one win in seven now, and Stranraer twenty one to ten at home. They've won three of the last four at home uh, as well. I just think that twenty one to ten is a bit overpriced for Stranraer. Uh, the four to six double chance, so there's probably an angle there somewhere. Yeah, they're a team that we've always kind of quite liked at home, aren't they? Because they're so far away, Paul. So far away. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute nightmare to get to. Uh, okay, let's have a wee recap of the bets for this weekend then. So yeah, starting on Friday night, the, the big game in the Championship, Wraith Rovers v Dungeon United, and I'm taking Dungeon United to win this match at 10 to 11, and I'm also taking over 2.5 match goals at 19 to 20. Moving into the Scottish Premiership on Saturday, Aberdeen v Hibs, and I'm backing over 2.5 match goals at 19 to 20. Dundee v Ross County, no surprise that I'm backing Dundee Corners. Dundee over 3.5 first half corners is 6 to 4. And I'll also have uh, a bet builder from the St Johnston v Rangers game. Good stuff. Now, don't forget you can join Greg's channel uh, on Telegram where you can get bets daily from Greg. Uh, you can find out all the details of how to join there if you look him up on Twitter. If you're not already following, following him, he's at Browning84Greg. Uh, so make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. <laughs>